0: Are you worried about your pickleball elbow pain returning? Do you want to optimize your recovery process? In this episode, we're talking about what you actually need to achieve recovery after obtaining pickleball elbow. Welcome to the Pickleball Physio, a podcast where we talk about injury prevention and recovery so pickleball athletes can get back on the courts sooner and stay on the courts longer. I'm your host, Sarah Leong Lopes, and welcome to the show. In the last episode, we talked about what is pickleball elbow, how do we get pickleball elbow, and is it possible to recover from it, and we answered those questions. So if you missed that, go ahead and listen to last week's episode and then come back to this one. This episode, we're talking specifically about recovery strategies, so... If you listened to the last episode, once again, we talked about how, yes, it's important to strengthen the muscles again and up-train the muscles, but in order to allow for true healing, we need to let the body relax and recover and enter that rest and recovery state. Stressing the tissues is only one part of the rehabilitation phase. We need to spend time recovering. So in our previous episode, we talked a little bit about heat and breath work. I'm going to talk a little bit more in detail about both of those things and a couple other aspects. So we're going to talk about breath work, heating, exercises for the neck, and getting in some cardio or aerobic activity. There's a lot of different ways that we can do breath work. Some of the more common ones that are easier to remember and easier to track are what are known as box breathing. Box breathing is when you inhale for four counts, hold for four counts, exhale for four counts, hold for four counts, and just continue that cycle. Some people listen to a slower paced song and breathe along with the tempo of the song. Some people will um, just count it out in their heads or tapping on their legs to help keep time. So I'm gonna invite you guys right now, we're just gonna do a couple of rounds of this box breathing, and I'd like you to do it with me. So we'll start inhaling, holding, exhaling, holding, each for four counts, ready? Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. And again, inhale, two, three, four hold two three four exhale two three four hold two three four beautiful Any occasion that you're noticing, maybe you're feeling more of those symptoms at your elbow or you know that you're a little bit more stressed, whether during a specific activity or in a particular environment, just take a moment, remember this podcast, remember that little tidbit that I just shared and reward yourself for remembering, first of all, good job, and then take a couple moments just to go through a couple cycles of that box breathing and carry on with your day. The more often you can incorporate this in your day, the more apt your body will be into getting into those recovery states and slowing down um, and calming down that nervous system to be able to, again, get into that rest and recovery mode. The other thing that we talked about a little bit was heating. I chatted about having a hot pack on your elbow when you're sitting at a dinner table or when you're watching television I actually often have my patients try to aim for five times a day having the heat on for 10 minutes at a time which I know sounds like a lot uh, but if the situation and the environment is set up well then usually it's not too bad especially if you have one of those electric Uh, heating packs then it's way more achievable so for example having it by your bed so first thing in the morning if you don't need to jump out of bed right away then you know you can turn that on read your book if you're one of those individuals who scrolls on your phone right away as soon as you wake up you can have it resting on your elbow heating while you're in bed for 10 minutes then you can take the hot pack out and either bring it to your table or your couch wherever you're going to be hanging out next and the next chance that you sit down and you know you're going to be there for 10 minutes either eating or watching television or writing then you can heat it again then and sometimes some people will do it around when meal times are so that's typically three times a day if you're maintaining that sort of a a three-time-a-day schedule for meals, and then hitting it again at the end of your day when you're getting ready for bed, winding down for the night, there's your perfect fifth encounter. Some people, if they're doing computer work and either watching videos or typing or even using their mouse, it's not too hard to wrap a heating pack around your arm and just letting it rest there on the table supported Um, or on the desk supported while they're doing work, and they're able to get extra minutes in that way as well. I encourage aim for just 10 minutes at a time. 10 minutes is really the minimum amount that you need to start facilitating the circulatory process for healing in the body. Any more than that, you're not necessarily doing yourself more favors in that same sitting. It's the frequency that matters more than the duration. Next, let's talk about neck exercises. If you've talked with me before or if you've had any education on how the neck and the arm are connected, some of this may sound familiar, but I'm going to reiterate it again just for the sake of continuing to get the repetitions in so that it sticks in your memory. Our neck has little canals that the nerves from our spinal cord exit out of and travel out of our neck through those canals down through our arm and even crosses the elbow all the way into our fingers. And so if these canals for any reason get narrowed, those nerves are not going to have as much room to move around. They're kind of like toddlers. They like to have room to move, they like to have space to breathe, and if they if we're cramping their style, they're not going to be very happy. Unfortunately, our average posture of leaning forward, looking down at our books, at our phones, uh, in a recliner with our heads forward, either looking at a computer screen or a television screen, that is one of the prime examples of those canals closing. And so if those canals are closing, again, those nerves like toddlers are going to start getting upset. And sometimes that looks like radiating pain or tingling in the arm, like if your arm has ever fallen asleep. But if we're just moving our arm at our shoulder, we're not getting to the source of the issue, which is up in our neck. Now that you know that head forward posture is the cause of these canals closing a little bit or narrowing, not that they're completely closed off, but they're narrow what would you imagine being the direction we need to go in order to open them up again? Back. So if you take your chin and you jut your chin forward as far as you can, give me your best student slump. Now I want you to pull your chin back all the way into your neck, kind of like how some people describe double chins or you know, really get it back into your throat. You're not tilting your head back as if you're looking up to the ceiling, you're pulling your chin back so your nose should still be pointing straight forward this is what helps to open up those canals again and again just like with the heat it's not necessarily the duration of a hold that i care about initially i really am aiming for frequency or repetitions so pull that chin back into your throat we're not tucking our chin and tilting our head forward we're not tilting our head up it's just a straight forward and back motion Kind of like how we make fun of chickens when they're uh, pecking their heads forward and backward when they're walking around. That's the motion that you're aiming for. Try to aim for 10 of those in the morning, first thing in the morning, and at the end of the day, last part of your day. Because then that sets up your neck in a pretty nice uh, aligned position at the beginning of your day. And then any forward head postures that you've done throughout the day, you can at least try to do some correction at the end of the day. If it, again, pops in your head in the middle of your day and you notice, oh man, I'm looking forward, again, reward yourself for catching yourself and say, okay, let's do some 10 chin tucks or pulling our chins back is better uh, a better word for it, chin retraction. And then the other important one for getting rest and recovery back is cardio, aerobic activity. We talked about circulatory systems and how that helps with healing and flushing out any metabolic waste or inflammation that has decided it's going to hang out at the site of injury. But getting in your cardio, getting in aerobic exercise, not only oxygenates the body, it helps get that blood pumping to flush out and encourage that freeway, that flow of getting all of that waste out of the injured site. So now all of the desired nutrients and healing materials are able to get into the elbow or even into the neck, right? Because we talked about how some stuff can be happening up at the neck as well. And now the body is even more optimized to recovering in that sense. Now, I know that cardio... And aerobic exercise does put some stress on the body, uh, but it's the getting out into nature, surrounding yourself with green, with trees, with a fresh breeze. I'm rhyming and I didn't even plan for that. Getting your feet in soil or on sand, depending on where you're at, if that's comfortable for you, then that can be really great ways to just center again and allow the body a chance to rejuvenate by being in nature. Our, our bodies feed off of the energy in nature, uh, just like how we feed off positive energies from other people around us. And so if we can add that extra element to our recovery process and promoting calm and relaxed Uh, mindset and health set then that's going to benefit us by a great amount If you're pressed for time, even five minutes of getting your blood pumping, whether it's dancing to a song in the middle of a park, depending on how comfortable you are with dancing in public, or going for a quick five-minute jog. It could be anything in between, but the point is get your body moving, uh, break a little bit of a sweat if you can, or at least pick up the pace so that you can't exactly have a conversation while you're doing this activity, and do it in nature. And that will be a really great way to help that body get into rest and recovery mode. And now you know. I hope that this was helpful. We covered breath work, heat, neck exercises, and doing aerobic activity in nature. All as ways to optimizing the recovery state of the process. If you have more questions about any of these states or how to make it fit into your life, feel free to reach out to me at 805 429 4733. And if you have more questions on the strengthening and retraining part of the recovery and rehabilitation process, then feel free to let me know as well. I hope you guys learned something new today. Thanks for joining us on the Pickleball Physio Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.